Welcome to the Azure Podcast, a series of short discussions on various topics related to the Microsoft Cloud Platform. Your hosts, Kale Tita, Evan Basilic, and Sajid Mello, discuss a specific topic on each show to give you a high-level overview of that topic and resources to get more information should you wish to dig further. For more information on our show, please see our website at azpodcast.com. Well, welcome to the Azure Podcast. My name is Sujit Mello. I'm a consultant with Microsoft uh, based out of New Jersey. And uh, on Skype with me today, I have Evan Bastlick. Evan? Hey, Sujit. Yeah, this is my name is Evan Bastlick, and I'm a support escalation engineer based out of North Carolina. Great to have you. Yeah, our listeners will uh, notice that our uh, other colleague, uh, Kale, uh, is not with us today, and he got a little tied up with work. A customer always comes first, so we're going to give him the night off today. Only this time, though. Next Only time this time, time, I agree. Yeah, we can't let him slip like this too often. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, uh, um, we've talked about, Evan, we've talked about uh, quite a few individual topics on uh, Windows Azure over the last few weeks. And, uh, I, you know, I thought it would be nice to see how we could take each one of those individual areas and bring them together so that customers can understand how they could better leverage all these pieces in their enterprise. And the topic that uh, we'd like to discuss today is going to be on the hybrid cloud or uh, hybrid architectures. And, 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 that, and that means a few things, but the goal is always the same. Uh, you know that customers are looking at the cloud and they probably want to leverage the cloud, but they don't trust the cloud. That's always been a problem, right, Evan? I'm sure you've. Yeah, no, it's it's a it's a big leap, right? You have to give up the control. Yep. Right. I mean, even if even uh, you know the the joke we have here in support, right, is you know if everything else fails, walk over, hit the power button on the machine, and hope when it comes back up, your problem's gone. <laughs> Right. I mean, and and it's not always a great solution, but sometimes, you know, people do do it. But in the cloud, you you don't have that ability. Yes. Right. So there's there's this real perception of a huge loss of control. Right. And and also, as uh, you know, I have discovered in the in the financial space, uh, that's one of my customers is based in the financial space. They are a little hesitant to trust their data to the cloud just yet. Okay, they feel that data is the holy grail and it's got to be on-premise, close to their cubicle or their office or wherever they are. Um, so this will take a bit of time before they let, let that go and realize that it's okay to put your data up in the cloud. And at the same time, there's a lot of you know efficiencies that the cloud brings to bear, and the customers want to use those efficiencies. And that's why this whole concept of a hybrid architecture comes into play where we put some things in the cloud where it makes sense, where the customer feels kind of comfortable, and we keep some things on-premise, okay? And that's uh, that's the kind of a good way for customers to, to test the waters and to get out there. Now, in order to do this, uh, you have to set up a few things and leverage some of the features of Windows Azure that we've talked about in previous episodes. 
the the most popular one that I want to mention uh, first is something called the service bus relay. Uh, we talked about that uh, a while ago. It's sort of like an extension to our WCF stack, and what that does is it lets you host uh, a web service based on WCF in your premise, totally behind your firewall in the data center. At the same time, you can access that service from the cloud uh, using a secure endpoint, but the service is actually running in your data center. And what Windows Azure does, what Service Bus Relay does, is it, it sort of you know bridges or relays the call from the cloud back to your data center. It's, it has a special binding which can traverse the firewalls, and it makes all that transparent to you. So the advantage here is that you could maybe put a front-end application, say, in the cloud. You know, maybe the website, you know, the, the UI uh, tier is up in the cloud. You know, customers often feel comfortable doing that. But at the same time, all the data and the services are back in the shop. And therefore, this service bus relay forms a nice way where they can, com- you know, connect the two environments. Now, uh, uh, Evan, uh, are there any other options in terms of, you know, relaying uh, traffic between Azure and um, the data center? Yeah, and actually, and this is kind of where you go a little bit old school on it, mm. right, which is, you know, service bus is kind of this, this really neat way of traversing your firewall without having to go talk to your network admins to do it. But, you know, if you want to go kind of old school and say, okay, well, I'm just going to basically extend my network to the cloud, and then at that point, it's it's one big network, right? You can do that either with, you know, just standard VPNs, you know, get a VPN device, get it set up, and, and you have a site-to-site VPN. You right. can do uh, point-to-site VPNs. Um, it's still in preview in, in Windows Azure, but it's, but it's coming. Um, and then, you know, we have kind of what's coming later this year when you'll see um, Express Route, where you have MPLS connections to Azure. Mm-hmm. At that point, it, it really is going to act and feel like your network. You're going to get latencies on the same order magnitude as um, going across your LAN. That's um, great. You know, it, 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 it really does extend, you know, allow you to kind of have that flexibility to go back and forth as necessary. Um, you know, but, but Sajid, I mean, I think from, from your side, what you probably see is, you, you, you know, you were talking about people starting to make that move. How, you know, what kind of ways do you see them laying that out? Yeah, so... Uh you know the, the the one of the benefits of Azure is that it scales up, uh, you know, almost immediately and I guess almost infinitely, and customers want that uh, to be able to absorb any traffic that they get from the internet. So very often what they'll do is they'll put the they'll put the tier which is most likely to get hit with all the traffic up in the cloud. And then uh, on-premise, they would have to do more of their data processing uh, or batch processing or some of the uh, stuff that will not require t- uh, too much of equipment. And one uh, area where, this, uh, where they're going to now is something called BizTalk services. So BizTalk, as uh, some of our listeners will know, is a very popular uh, system where it's it's like a it's like an enterprise service bus. That's uh, that's uh, one way to look at it. It's a way where partners can can talk to your company, send messages securely. You can use protocols like EDI or um, XML to exchange uh, industry standard SOAP messages. And one of the problems is that if you host that entire BizTalk infrastructure in-house and you have a busy retail season, for example, 
you get a lot of uh, requests coming in into your data center, and that clogs up a lot of things. And so one of the approaches to creating a, a, a hybrid uh, solution here is to use uh, the new BizTalk services in Windows Azure, which has a lot of the front-end components to BizTalk, where you can accept some of these messages from your partners and then use the service bus to talk back to your data center, and then you have a smaller instance of BizTalk within your data center that's doing a lot of the, the data processing and the, uh, the order uh, fulfillment, et cetera. So that's, that's, you know, that's one way where you can split uh, stuff um, uh, between the two sites. Now, uh, Evan, I believe uh, you know, security is obviously one concern when you do this kind of a hybrid approach. So uh, what do we have to offer our customers for that. Yeah, I mean, security is key, right? You know, we were we were talking before about people having that kind of fear of the cloud, and, and some of the ways to tackle that is to make sure that we we're leveraging the kind of standard authentication mechanisms mm-hmm. that we've always used. Um, and you can actually use ADFS, so Active Directory Federation Services, and you know, to set up federated authentication with your cloud services, or you can do uh, you know, uh, um, Dersync to sync your users up, your on-premises users up to Windows Azure Active Directory, you know, but the net result is now you kind of have, and you can do, you know, same sign-on, single sign-on, um, you know, do different logins, whatever you want to do, there's all this flexibility, but the net result is that you are leveraging your on-premises users and groups and, and concepts and replicating them to the cloud so that people, you don't have to manage two separate sets, but you're still leveraging that kind of overall management and the security. You know, when the user leaves the company, mm-hmm. you delete their on-premises account, and, you know, 10 minutes later when we, you know, sync everything up to the cloud, they're gone from the cloud as well, right? You don't have to manage these. You know, somebody doesn't have a Hotmail account that is managing this corporate resource. Right, right. Right? I mean, that's always scary, right? You see that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know, but it gets you out of that because people want to leverage that that typical, you know, they're, they're used to that kind of authentication, and they know that they can trust it. Um, you know, so, so, so as we, you know, as we talk about these, you know, all these different ways to extend the data center and extend the, the cloud, you know, bring it back into on-premises and, and extending on-premises to the cloud, you know, what are the, what are the things that you're seeing people actually do from, uh, uh, kind of a, uh, what are they deploying outside of like BizTalk you were talking about? What are the things they're using to deploy it and actually make this happen? Yeah. So the, uh, the, 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 the web the websites um, uh, you know if you have a, a, a an internet facing application and most companies do that is uh, the most popular they, they'll put the web tier up on the cloud and then they'll uh, you know uh, relay back into the data center and uh, in house for doing some of the uh, services and database uh, lookups and mainframe lookups and things like that so uh, a lot of uh, companies can um, can go down that route where they split up their application between multiple tiers and put one tier up and the other tier keep it in their uh, data center. But that's kind of one way to kind of skin the cat, so to speak. Okay. The other way uh, that Microsoft is um, trying to uh, get uh, companies to think more in a cloud manner is to give them a little bit of Azure in their own data center. Okay, and what that means is there is something called the Windows Azure Pack, as you know, Evan. Yes. And yep. and, and and what Microsoft wanted to do is, says, you know, this this Windows Azure is really nice. It's it's helped 
uh, uh, the Azure customers, uh, you know, just walk up to a portal and set up uh, services, set up uh, VMs, set up uh, uh, queues, tables, etc. You know, to do all their uh, development. It, if, if if that could be made available to them in their own data center. I mean that would really help them a lot, and that is uh, th- that is one of the uh, the, the thoughts behind um, uh, using the on in the on-premise version of uh, uh, Windows Azure. It's called Windows Azure Pack, is what it's called. And uh, you know, if you use something like uh, System Center to tie all these things together. That's a beautiful thing. Now you're managing not just your your own servers on your data center, but you're managing your uh, you know Windows Azure Pack uh, uh, applications and any applications that you have in the cloud. So think about this as a very unique hybrid scenario where you've got uh, apps distributed in various places where they make sense, but you can still manage them with one console. And at least that doesn't uh, make it seem too unwieldy. That's that's yep. really the main point here, right, Evan? Yeah, that that seems like I mean, from an administrator's perspective, right? That's that's got to be their dream, right? They don't have to go to all these disparate systems to manage their stuff, and they just, like you said, they move whichever workload makes sense. They put wherever it needs to be. If it needs to be on this super huge, you know, sixteen or sixty-four core machine. You bring it in house, even if it needs to be on a, you know, 500 smaller machines because you need to distribute the load. Then you know maybe you you push out the cloud. Yeah, it seems, you know, it really it's got to be much much easier on them to manage. Absolutely. Now, now Evan, I've been hearing uh, for I want to say a couple of years of some sort of uh, talk about uh, a, a private cloud appliance. I know it's come and gone, and I've heard about it at my customers as well. Uh, do you have any? Uh, any uh, comments on that or thoughts on that? Yeah, so the you know it, it clearly makes sense, right? And when we talk about the Windows Azure Pack, you can kind of see you know moving in that direction. Um, but there isn't one today. Um, <laughs> but if you if you look at some of the things that we offer, there are kind of some models that that we have out there that you look at and say, wow, that that's really kind of getting close to that. Like you look at um, uh, PDW or. Um, uh, that's the, 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 com- the parallel data uh, warehouse. Parallel, yeah, sorry, parallel. I was trying to think of the P. <laughs> yeah. Parallel data warehouse. I mean, this is this, you know, parallel instances of SQL Server with these massive, not SAN, but massive commodity, you know, storage spaces, you know, and and you can do these super huge SQL things. And if you need more, you just grab another rack and you hook it in, and now you have this instance that's twice as big. Yeah. Right. I mean, that that's really moving towards that cloud concept in a box. Not quite there. But you can kind of really see between that and looking at the uh, uh, Windows Azure Pack, you kind of see that vision starting to take shape. Absolutely, yeah. And I, and I think where the, where, the, where the kind of the holy grail of all of this, right, Evan, is the PaaS model, okay? The, you know, I think we said this, uh, you, um, you, you may not have been there for the first couple of episodes. I think you joined a, a little later. Uh, right. But the very first episode we tackled was this PaaS model because – that was the first thing that Microsoft uh, put out in Windows Azure, and I think that uh, is uh, what 
the future of cloud computing is, right? It's the PaaS model. Uh, I think, uh, Evan, uh, you were making a point earlier when we were talking that, uh, you know, in some ways, uh, you know, we, 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 the PaaS model is something that we and Microsoft excelled in, but I don't think the world is ready for PaaS just yet. Yeah, it sounds, kind of, it sounds kind of scary, right? The world's not ready for <laughs> <Yeah>. PaaS yet. <laughs> but, uh, but, I, but I think we all agree that that is the future of cloud computing, is the PaaS model. The IaaS model, you know, the, the VM model, is something is not something that can be scaled up infinitely. Uh, and uh, so in keeping with this PaaS model, one of the things that companies, uh, challenges companies face is getting their hands around Okay, I have applications today that are not necessarily PaaS friendly. You know, I have to, first thing I want to do is to move these applications into a PaaS model. And that's why Microsoft has made things like the Windows Azure pack available to you. So you can run a sort of like a, a, a mini Azure in your own data center and start reconfiguring, re-architecting your applications and seeing the value of this PaaS model. And once you've got it running and you realize how well it runs in your own data center, at some point you're going to say, you know what, I really don't want to manage all this hardware uh, on, my, on my data center. I want to put it up in Azure. And at that point, it's, you've already done the work of making it a PaaS application. You just throw it over the wall, send it up to Azure, and it'll all work there. So this is something that companies have to get their their hands around, and I, I hope that this Azure pack, together with uh, uh, you know hopefully some appliance coming down the uh, the pike from us, uh, will help us, Evan. Yeah, no, totally agreed. I mean, if you think about it, right? When's the last? You know, if, if you've been out in the Windows Azure pack or or in the Windows Azure portal, you know, you got your PaaS instances, and all it takes to scale up is you drag this little slider across. Right. When, <laughs> it's a nice the last, <laughs> Yeah, when's the last time you? It was that simple to go get a new VM in a data center, or to to get more resources or more performance out of your 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 IaaS VM, right? It yep. just doesn't doesn't work that way. So. Um, yeah, no, it's, it definitely is the, the vision, right? And, but you look at, we've kind of been moving in this direction all the time, right? I mean, we, I mean, think about it from, from when we talk about, you know, we, we talk about cloud OS now when we talk about Windows, uh, Server 2012 R2, right? And, and really the fundamental theory behind that is that we don't really care whether you're, you know, hosting your application on a hoster or you're putting it in uh, Windows Azure or you're doing a hybrid cloud or you're doing an on-premises cloud or even, let's be honest, you know, we know VMware's out there. Yeah. Right? We, we like to see people on Hyper-V, but, you know, lots of people, you know, are still on VMware. Um, they'll convert next week, but, <laughs> you know, um, but, you know, run Windows in that environment, right? It's always Windows. Yeah. Right? It's the same OS no matter what scenario you're running in. It's still SQL Server. It's still IS. You're not having to, you know, it's still Hyper-V. You're not having to get your mind wrapped around, well, I'm, I'm over here in the cloud, so I need to use this set of tools. Right. You know, I get, I, I'm using the LAMP stack or something like that. And, and I'm here on premises and I'm using, you know, SQL. And then I'm here somewhere else and I'm using MySQL. You don't, right. you don't have to deal with that, right? It's, it's consistent across the board. And now you're starting to see all of our management interfaces all representing that. You were talking about System Center and the Windows Azure Pack, where the Windows Azure Pack looks like the Windows Azure Portal. Mm-hmm. Right, but underneath it, it's the same software, just kind of configured a slightly different Definitely. way. Yep. Excellent. You know, so it's a, it's really easy for customers to get their minds wrapped around. Okay. 
Well, uh, that's great. That's a nice way to wrap up this uh, special uh, version of the podcast where we talked about the the hybrid cloud. Uh, and uh, Evan, uh, thanks a lot for those all those insights. Appreciate that. Uh, I know you've put some lovely links uh, in the show notes, which uh, we'll, we'll add uh, to the website. Uh, there's one on the Windows Azure Pack, which we talked about at length. And there are some general, uh, you know, Cloud OS commentary links that uh, we're going to add uh, just for your, re- for your reading pleasure. Well, uh, that's a wrap uh, for us. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening, and we'll see you all next week. See you, folks. Thank you for listening to the show. If you have any comments or questions, please use our Twitter handle at Azure Podcasts. Background music has been taken from ccmixer.org under the Creative Commons license. Thank you, and see you next time.